Welcome to the Quick and Painless Pro Wrestling Podcast. Um, I am Carter. And I am Dylan. And, um, yeah, we are here. <laughs> we are recording. Um, despite yeah. the promises that were made, you know, a couple episodes ago, we are still not doing this in person at the moment. No, no. I honestly, I didn't even know what to say when I kicked it off. I was like, I haven't done this in a while. Yeah. And like the last time we did this, you did it. And I, I think I prefer that. I like you getting in there, taking the heat and then me coming in with the hot tag. Yeah. I, I like the, that better. Safe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I take yeah, the, I, I take the brunt in. of everything. And then I, get, I, you I know. come in, clothesline, clothesline, duck the line, hit the ropes, then boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Well, that just means mm-hmm. I get the False that just means I get the pin at, at the end, right? Uh, so about that, Dylan, I've been meaning to tell you, Booker Man wants uh, you taking the pinfall, but it's cool, man. It's cool. Uh, well, how much is he paying me? Yeah, we got to work this out. That's, That's the other yeah. thing. You're not getting paid. We, uh, it's, it's turning into a hot dog and a handshake kind of day. Uh, well, I mean, it's not out of the norm. So, I mean, it's not like it hasn't happened before. So. All right. We got ourselves a match. Right, Let's yeah. go. Uh, wow. So the last time we talked, um, not you and I, but you know, the airwaves, um, you were saying you use the word allegedly a lot. Did I? I allegedly used the word allegedly. You allegedly said allegedly. Well, many times. Well, at that time, it just nothing was confirmed, so I didn't want to make the outrageous claim that you know, yeah, he was going to be there, and then. Well, I think we're way past that now, Dylan. (laughs) We're we're already past his first match, so I mean, it's safe to say (laughs) at this point. I think CM Punk's going to be there. Oh, he's been there. He's been there. Oh. He's been hanging around. He's, you know, he went to the concession stand, got a Pepsi, you know, and gave out ice cream bag bars, bag of popcorn, and many hot dogs. Oh, too many hot dogs. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, to quote, I think our, our our most famous catchphrase: "A lot has happened." That's the most famous um, one. I think oh, so. Okay. That or wait and or, see, or uh, well, we'll, how's we'll the weather? See what happens or uh, something. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah. So so CM Punk is definitely all elite. If you haven't heard, yeah. Um, he did show up that night at Rampage, um, which was easily the the loudest pop I've ever witnessed through the television. Mm-hmm. Uh, couldn't even hear Cult of Personality. It was just people losing their damn minds. So that happened. Since then, what else has happened? Um, Malachi Black and Cody Rhodes, I think, had three more matches, maybe. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Brian Danielson showed up. Adam Cole. Adam Cole showed up. Lots of stuff. Ruby Soho showed up. Yep. What else? Are we missing anything? Um... Uh, Kenny Omega beat Christian. Yes. Uh, Darby Allen. I mean, yeah, CM Punk beat Darby Allen. And um, uh, Lucha Brothers won. Well, Lucha Brothers won the tag titles. You know, Dylan, it's been so long since you and I recorded mm-hmm. that CM Punk's already almost retired again. <laughs> He's going into the AEW Hall of Fame. You know, this weekend. So <laughs> it's being reported that CM Punk told Tony Khan, "Hey, I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking my hot dogs from the concession stand, and I'm going home." So oh. we definitely need to catch up on all of that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We not not much time to to waste here. Um, where do you want to start? Oh gosh. Well, I mean. You want to go over some of the pay-per-view? Or just our general thoughts about the pay-per-view? Sure, yeah, let's do that. I mean, I think that's the freshest thing on everyone. On everyone. Yeah, bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> we had Dynamite uh, last night, which 
was a good show, but ultimately I don't think they really did much more than what the pay-per-view already did. So yeah, let's talk about the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> overall, I thought it was a really good pay-per-view. And I think they, I think they delivered. You know, they have a lot of momentum right now. I mean, good God. I mean, <laughs> there's so much momentum right now, but... Oh, man. Yeah. So, I mean, if you just look back at, you know, look back at them, you know, from a couple months ago to where they are right now, I mean, it's it's crazy how momentum has picked up for them at this point. And um, I think that, that pay-per-view just really, really... Um, I mean, it was just a plus for him, you know. I mean, some people are calling it like the greatest pay per view of all time. No, okay, it's well, it's not it's, it it's not the greatest pay per view of all time. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. No, but it was a very good pay per view for them, and I think um, maybe looking back, it could possibly be you know one of the most important pay per views for them. I mean, history will only tell, but I think that could be there could be a argument that would be made for that. Yeah, I agree. I think that this could be one of the cornerstone pay-per-views for AEW in their history. I wouldn't call it the, be- the greatest pay-per-view of all time by any means, by any stretch. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've got to really hand it to AEW and the small victories that they've had over over the course of the last two years to really get to this point. And I think that a lot of the new talent have kind of pointed to that. You know, Punk talking about Brody Lee and how they handled his illness. Um, that was really kind of the the tipping point for him. On okay, this is a this isn't a locker room. This is a company I could get behind. Mm-hmm. You know, them being able to keep that kind of personal information in house and not leaking out is really what interested him. Um, I think Brian Danielson said something similar too. He he appreciated how they tributed Brody Lee. Um, so, again, small victories, and I don't, obviously losing Brody Lee is not a victory, but just the way that they've conducted themselves, even in the most tragic of times, has really um, done well for them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um. And then Adam Cole. Um, I, it's funny when they ask him, and they say, you know, oh, what made you decide to come to AEW? And he's like, these are my best like, friends. The money. It really, <laughs> it really wasn't that hard of a decision. Yeah. And it's funny when you hear that after the fact because you're like, well, we all knew that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why was that ever even a question? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. So those are the the obvious yeah. things for the pay per view, right? Like the big reveals. But let's start it at match one. Miro, Eddie Kingston, what'd you think? I, th- I thought it was a solid match. Um, they were working really hard. Um, I think Miro has definitely come a long way from debuting in his pink Mickey Mouse shirt and pajamas and, you know, playing, and and, and playing video games with Kip. So, and blonde, and blonde hair. hair. Yeah. So, um, no, I really thought it was a solid match. Um, the ending definitely leaves it open for the feud, feud to continue some more. And I, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing them again, honestly. Same. Yeah. I thought it was a good match. It was a hard hitting match. I, I enjoyed it. I think, um, you know, anytime you see Eddie in a, in a match with someone who, I don't, I wouldn't call Miro a fellow striker necessarily, but someone who who could kind of hold his own with a striker. It's always a fun match to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it too, and it's interesting that that they're going to keep going with it, and it kind of makes me wonder what the plan is. I mean, Eddie loses due to a low blow. If that doesn't happen, does he? Does AEW put Eddie over? I don't know. Um, it's interesting to think about that. Yeah. Because, yeah. I don't know. I, I, well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't see Miro losing or them taking the title off Miro anytime soon. I mean, 
and I don't, yeah, I don't see it. And when they do, I don't see it being Kingston. I mean, I, I like Eddie. I think Eddie's really good. Eddie's real believable in everything that he does. But it's, I don't know, just for some reason I can't see, I can't see them putting the title on Eddie, though. I think you're going to need somebody else. Somebody else, you know, this isn't a knock against Eddie, but, you know, somebody with a little more name value, possibly. Um, kind of so? like on more of a mainstream level, maybe. I don't. I don't. Okay. That's just my opinion. I mean, I, mean, I could. That's, that's totally... kind of how I've always looked at it too. Is I thought it was going to be, you know, it's the TNT title, so it's the network title. Mm-hmm. So you want someone with name value and attraction to to hold that at all times. So that way, it's like, oh, I have a reason to tune in to TNT. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, Darby had it, and he didn't necessarily have name value at that time. Um, so I don't know. It could develop into a, this is the guy that we want to to carry the flag for the, for AEW in the future. It could be kind of a, I don't want to call it a developmental title because that's that's not really where I'm going with it. But it could be the guy after the guy. Well, you know, like more Kenny Omega is the right. guy. So. Maybe more you know, reminiscent to what the Intercontinental Championship used to be. Right. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. That's a great, great example. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that match. That's, <laughs> That's that, that match. match. Uh, oh, God, what was next? I forgot. What was that? Yeah, I I don't remember the, the order, but I, I have the card, but I don't remember the order. Yeah. Um, Let's just do Moxley versus Satoshi Kojima. Uh, it was a good match. It was decent. Um, trying to think. Yeah, it was okay. It is, it is what it was. I mean, they mm-hmm. both played their roles perfectly. Um, it was another. I thought it was another hard hitting match. Um, I'm just wondering yeah. where exactly are they going with. Moxley like facing all these you know competitors from Japan like what what are they doing with that I agree I I, I feel like and you and I talked about this off air um, but uh, yeah it's like Moxley has accomplished what he's wanted wanted to accomplish in terms of like the world title scene so is his request to just be like, all right, I want, I just want to, I just want a bunch of old Japanese guys now. So, (laughs) right. Yeah. Yeah, Give me the oldest Japanese guy that you have. (laughs) Send him over here. It's going to be, yeah. Moxley versus the great Muda next week. Yeah. Moxley versus, uh, Mr. Miyagi. (laughs) (laughs) Moxley versus Funaki. (laughs) Uh, so, I mean, I don't know, does it eventually lead to, like, a really big name coming over from Japan? Say, uh... But I guess... Sorry, no, um... I don't know. Okada? Huh? I mean, that would be incredible. Yeah. But you can't help but feel like Omega would get involved in that. I guess it just depends on what they're doing with Omega at that time when they finally, if they, if that is something that they do decide to do. Right. But yeah, I'm with you. I mean, what is, what is the end game here? Is it just him facing a bunch of old New Japan dudes? Mm -hmm. Because, and I haven't heard them reference the rating system in God knows how long. (laughs) I mean, it pops up on, you know, under the, uh. Their record pops up under their name, you know, when they flash your name when they're coming out. Yeah, but like, That's okay, hard. so it was Jungle Boy, he beat Jungle Boy. Yeah. Then it was Christian, Omega just beat Christian. Mm-hmm. So, like, according to win loss records, like, I mean, shoot, they were saying the other night that Dustin was like, 13 and 1 in his last 14. So is is Dustin so like, wait Rhodes a minute. your you know, number one contender? Is Christian I, facing know. Omega. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing that I just don't uh they're they're kind of 
I don't know. They're making it work for them rather than it it making them work. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't remember seeing Moxley lose a singles match yeah. other than against Omega. And I think we talked about that in an early episode about, you know, their ranking system and the win-loss record and how difficult that could possibly be on staying on top of something like that and making sure that it's followed through, you know, the correct way. Because if if you're going to actually stick to, you know, individuals' win-loss records and the rankings, well then, you know, it shouldn't be Christian. You know, that should be getting a title shot. It should be, like you said, Dustin. You know, if he really is 13-1. and So, and like number... Or Malachi Black at this point. Yeah, so... Huh. Or or MJF. I mean, minus his loss against Jericho, MJF yeah, hadn't lost in yeah. <laughs> eleven months. Right. So I mean, I think in a in a slight way they might have shot themselves in the foot with you know the whole ranking system. A little yeah, bit. Th- that needs to if they really want to make that important, it needs to be talked about more. Mm-hmm. You know they they almost need. I mean, I, I thought at one point they had a YouTube show that was like just kind of covering stuff like that, like the week of the week in AEW. Oh, with um, and, what Shivani? I think. Yeah, Shivani and uh, what's her name? Yeah, well, Dasha her. Fuentes. Her, you know, I, I... Da- Dasha Gonzalez. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dasha. Yes, that's yeah, it. Dasha. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, like Lee Johnson, well, before he faced Malachi Black, they were like, "Oh, Lee Johnson's twenty six and one in his like last several match." I'm like, "Really? I've never seen this man wrestle." Well, you're not watching AEW uh, Dark, so right, the darkest of darks, <laughs> yeah. ele- elevated, elevated AEW lights out. So. <laughs> yeah, unsanctioned. Power off. <laughs> Uh, no, that's a lie. Of course, I've seen Lee Johnson wrestle yeah. once against Malachi Black. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, Moxley. Not sure what they're doing. Not sure what he's doing. Yeah. What's going on there. Um, I would like to see him involved in the title picture. I would like to see... Honestly, I would just like to see multiple people involved in the title picture. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that makes it more exciting if you have multiple people kind of vying for the title. So I don't know if they can kind of gimmick it a little bit. If the ratings truly are who, what determine the number one contender, maybe they can gimmick it in a way that five P there's like a five way tie for first, mm-hmm. you know, everyone has the same win percentage. I don't know. I'm just throwing yeah. shit against the wall. Yeah. Um, but that would be cool. And then you have all these people kind of, you have like a big scramble match for the number one contender, whatever it is. I mean, maybe they'll start to do that with Brian Danielson. And here I am jumping ahead um, with him challenging Omega and Mega saying, that's not how it works here. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to that. that. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Oh, so what we have. Well, probably. All right. So, let's do we just, even watch this pay per view? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I remember. Like, what's going I on? Remember, see, I, I remember. See, uh, I remember um, Moxley and uh, Kojima, and then Suzuki came out, and then I remember winning at Candyland. Oh yeah, yeah. You won at Candyland. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Candyland. <laughs> I won Candyland. Yeah. And Bastard. Nora had the audacity. To ask me for a rematch. Well, I mean, she's competitive. I told her there is no rematch clause. <laughs> Once you lose, you lose. You, you, you just lose. Let, Back of the line. Let that sit with you, you know, for the rest of your life. Yeah. Remember who owns Candyland. In case, like, you guys don't know what we're talking about, we did watch the pay-per-view in person together. And, um, yeah, I had my daughter with me. And, you know, right in the middle of the pay-per-view, we just had to play Candyland. So... Yeah, what he means to say is you had to lose in Candyland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost, lose. I mean, yeah. 
So. <laughs> Listen, you shuffled the cards. I know. So I, you could have wait. You could have weighed them in your your. Favor, I should have shuffled but, them the right way. Then I would have won. So. Yeah, you didn't. I, didn't. I, I didn't. won. No. <clears throat> so. Uh, let's talk about the match on everyone's lips. I'm of course talking about Paul White yeah, versus I was say QT Marshall. Marshall. I, uh, um, by that point, I left your house, so I didn't get to see that match. And even if I was still at your house, I probably would have found something else to do for like six minutes, real quick. <laughs> I think I saw a chop by by Paul White, or as Jim Ross calls him, Big Show. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I cleaned up. I was, cl- I was cleaning up the downstairs, yeah. so that way I wouldn't have to do it at twelve thirty at night. Yeah, um, that was uh, my understanding. Is Paul White won? I don't know. Yeah, I think he won. Um, so where does he go from here? That's that's truly what everyone wants to know. Paul White, what is he going to do next? Uh, um, I don't know. Is, doesn't he still have that? Spot on what AEW Dark Elevation or Revelation, or you know, doing commentary or something. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. 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 So. Gestation. Gestation. Um. <clears throat> okay, so we'll talk about the steel cage match. You did see that did, Lucha I Brothers that. versus the Buck Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> The brothers, the brothers of Bucks, right? Uh, Versus the brothers of Lucha. Yeah. Uh, it was a long match. A lot of people are saying long... the greatest tag team match of all time. Are you don't are, agree? No, I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I heard. I didn't hear greatest tag team match. I heard greatest steel cage match of all time. Ooh, okay. Wait, do you agree with no. that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it. By this point, like you know, the type of match that the Young Bucks have, you know, and you put them in there with a team like the Lucha Brothers, and basically, it's it's yeah, it's gonna greatest it's, hits. Yeah, it's gonna be just like a big spot fest. You know, high spots, totally, hundred miles an hour. Um, no, in my opinion, no real psychology to it. It's just you know they're all about hitting moves, um, go for a pin, break up the pin, hit moves again, and yeah, I mean it. I'm sure they worked really hard. And, you know, they did the best that they could. I'm not doubting that, but I'm just, I wasn't really that impressed, honestly. I mean, it was okay. And that's it, okay. It was okay. It was an okay match, but, you know, to call it, like, the greatest steel cage match of all time? No. No, I mean, um, Bret Hart and Owen Hart at SummerSlam in the steel cage was a way better match than this. Yeah, I, I wouldn't call it the greatest steel cage match or even the greatest tag team match. Was it an entertaining match? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it comes down to styles, you know, and what interests certain people about pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's really, I think, what it, what it comes down to. I mean, like you said, when you watch a Young Bucks match, you know what you're getting yourself into. So that being said, was it a great Young Bucks match, you know, was knowing that what their style of matches are, you know, did you enjoy it for that? I think that that's the best way to look at yeah. it. Because, again, for people to watch a Young Bucks match and be like, if they don't do a hammerlock in this, I'm going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. Sorry. Yeah. Um, you know. They didn't do any waist lock go behinds. I just can't Where believe was this the is wrestling. Where was it? Yeah. <laughs> Show me the tie up. Ah. Ah. Oh. It's just yeah. It, it's it's ridiculous at this point that people still look at it and be like, they just don't get it. They're still killing the bit. Like it's it's all about different styles, and people like different styles of wrestling. Different people like different things. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. So. Know what you're going in there 
know what to expect and and enjoy it first of all mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know and you know if you have criticism then okay so be it but ultimately like wrestling's supposed to be fun you know so the one thing i will argue with about anybody about is hitting okay. the most overused maneuver in professional wrestling off the top rope. Listen, the Canadian Destroyer going is for not the most overused. Yes, it, it, at this point, it is. Did you get it? My point was you didn't have to say it, and I knew <laughs> yeah, you were talking about it. Britt Baker hit one earlier in the night, didn't she? That was not a Canadian Destroyer. Well, was it the, it was pa- the Panama oh, Sunrise? Panama, whatever. It's the <laughs> Pittsburgh Sunrise. Yeah. <laughs> Which I've seen a Pittsburgh sunrise pit, many times, Pittsburgh eclipse. and they feel just like yeah. that. <laughs> they don't look as good, but they feel just like that. <laughs> they yeah. do every time. I'm like, ah, oh, my yeah. neck. Um, but I just that just that just doesn't make sense to me. That's listen. Sting is gonna make a comeback. <laughs> He's gonna have a singles match, and that's gonna be his finisher. Mm-hmm. The Scorpion Sunrise. <laughs> Scorpion Destroyer, yeah. <laughs> which actually sounds like a badass name. A little bit, yeah. That's, you know, <laughs> the name is the only thing that's you know badass about it, I guess. But no, it's just like that. Uh, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, that just kind of took but, me out a little bit. I'm like, that does okay. That's it doesn't make any sense to me. It was a desperation maneuver, though. Penta was was out of desperation. Canadian Destroyer off the top. Matt Jackson took it better than I've ever seen anyone take a Canadian Destroyer, and it was off the top. And yeah, I mean, even if he would have like fought to try to make the cover and not make it, that would have made more sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe at least like slowly try to pull himself over to get on top of him to make the pin, and then I don't know. Somebody break it up. Just yeah. I don't know. But yep, I'm with yeah. you. I, don't know. I honestly, as I've gotten away from wrestling and come back and watched it, um, I realized the dead cell doesn't make any damn sense. Mm-mm. It may have worked for Papa Roach. Doesn't work <laughs> for wrestlers. Uh, yeah. That was a good one. Um, okay. Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. Uh, it is an okay match. Is yeah, a, is uh, I expected more. Honestly, yeah, I don't know why. Uh, I just, for whatever reason, it didn't didn't hit the way I expected it to. Mm-hmm. Still good. Don't get me no, wrong. It is okay. I just, yeah, I was expecting. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, she didn't win with the uh, with the Panama Sunrise though, did she? No, it was no. the lockjaw, right? Yeah, your favorite move. <laughs> What is the purpose of the second, glove? Second favorite move. No, <laughs> what? She, she doesn't want to get spit on her hands, dude. Come on, COVID. She had a cut on her finger and, you know, <laughs> stick, your, <laughs> right, stick yeah. your hands in somebody's mouth. You know, you risk getting an infection in that cut. <laughs> no, I mean, like, what? what is she doing inside the mouth? <laughs> Chris Statlander with her hand. Tickling. <laughs> Checking her tonsils. <laughs> Just tickling. <laughs> Isn't this annoying? You can't stop me. <laughs> on, the, on the roof of her mouth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, the way she... Had- Did you have Captain Crunch <laughs> earlier? <laughs> doesn't, doesn't this suck? Ooh, Count Chocula. I mean, but... <laughs> no, it's just like the way she had her hand positioned on her mouth. It didn't look like she was really doing anything in there, you know? She's locking her jaw, man. It didn't look like it. I mean, her hand was all it's locked, loosey goosey, like hanging out of Statlander's mouth. I mean, I don't know. Listen, no, you listen. Okay, she's she's a she's a dentist. She would know more than you or uh, I. I. Okay, then I I would like to know. I would like to have Britt Baker <laughs> explain it to me. Well, unfortunately, you have to go to college for seven oh, years. Sorry, yeah, actually, I'll just I'll just ask Adam Cole. You know. No, they don't. They don't teach you that until the seventh year. Until the seventh year. Mm-hmm. That's when you get the Q and A with Adam Cole. <laughs> no, that's when they just sit you down. They're like, "All right, if any of your patients get unruly, let me teach you the lockjaw." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it was it was an okay match. 
So. The key is tickling the roof of their <laughs> Yeah. That's what brings everything together with this. <laughs> so it brings it home. <laughs> if you don't do this, it doesn't yeah. work. Uh, okay. <clears throat> CM Punk, Darby Allen. Uh, match of the night. Think yes, so? I do think so. I mean, not just because it was Punk's return, which was a is a big deal, yes, but... Um, well, let me remind you, you didn't see Paul White QT Marshall. <laughs> I, I did not. <laughs> I did not. Okay. okay. Yeah, match of the night for sure, I yeah, agree. I, um, I love the beginning of the match it was just a slow build um picked up at the end um like i said i thought the psychology of the match was really good um like i said i like those kind of matches where it just like builds you know it slowly builds and then totally get to the point and then it finally gets to that point where everything picks up and then you go into the finish you know um I thought no, I honestly thought it was a really good match. Um Darby looked really good as always. I mean Darby Darby's dives are just incredible. I mean they are just like full yeah. force dives and they look legit and I can totally appreciate that. I mean yeah. um Punk looked really good. He it didn't look winded or blown up or anything like that, and I think that had to do with the way he was working, um, mm-hmm. working at that slow, methodical pace, and then kind of saving it all for the end right there. And uh, crowd was really into it, and you know, Punk won, which I think was the right call. I mean, because I don't think this hurt Darby at all. No. No, I don't think so. I, I, this felt like a true storytelling match, mm-hmm. and there haven't been many of those. It was refreshing in to AEW. see. It was refreshing yeah. to see. So yeah, it was it was something you would see at Wrestle Kingdom, um, honestly. And I, you know, this is people are gonna hate me, but you see more matches like this on like an NXT Takeover. Mm-hmm. You know. It is a, just a true tor- storytelling match, you know, that even though they haven't really done much to build up their feud, it was kind of what you expected the, the match to be. Like, if you thought of a, oh, wow, Punk is going to face Darby Allen, that could be a great match. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, that's the match that they have. And you're like, wow, I'm so glad that they did all the things that they did. Yeah. It was it was really well done. It was really well told. And, you you know, like I said... You would see this on like a Wrestle Kingdom um, or uh, um, I don't know, just uh, like other New Japan type shows. It was it was just it was really good. And yeah, I agree. Match of the night. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, what else we got? No. MJF versus Chris Jericho, your least favorite match uh, of the night. It was my least favorite just because I wanted I wanted MJF to go over on that. I, that doesn't make I sense. Think I think he should have. So, meh. Nah. You, your problem is my problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. If Jericho was to win, you didn't want MJF tap it out. I don't know about that. Now that's you did not like the fact that he tapped out. No, I didn't like the fact that he that he won. You were so mad, in fact, that you were like, oh, my daughter's tired. I got to go yeah, home. Yeah, I was. I was like, you're tired, aren't you, Nora? You know, we got to go. So. <laughs> just the whole way home, you're just cussing. Nora's wide awake in the backseat. Yeah, I'm like, oh, Chris Jericho. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just. Daddy, Daddy, why did we leave? <laughs> <laughs> Shitty bookie. That's why we left. <laughs> <laughs> No. Spalding. Uh, I just... I mean... I just thought... Yeah, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. want MJF mm-hmm. to win. Mm-hmm. So he could have used it. He could have used that. He could have used that well, notch on his belt. You know, to say, I retired Chris Jericho. And that could have... 
brought him into the upper echelon. But Jericho is not retiring, and honestly, people make you know, say a lot of shit. I don't think that he needs to retire. I mean, the matches that I've seen him have, especially lately, I'm like, damn, this is this is the match of the night. Yeah. Ah, oh, I don't know. Well, so whatever. I mean, yeah. So okay. So here's a good question. So instead of just going through. Where does MJF go from here? And don't say flying Brian. Where where does he go from here? Like legitimately, despite what they had on Dynamite, because I think that this is just a one-off BS thing, just to highlight, you know, young talent. Where does MJF go from here? Or where do you think he should go from here? I don't know, but I think if he beat Jericho, you would have had more options. It would have been more interesting to see where he goes. No, I'm not. I'm not just saying that because I want MJF to, MJF to win. But I'm just saying if he would have beat Jericho, I think there would have been a lot more options uh, for him to do different things. Happen that win underneath him instead of just having him be having him beat, and then you got to, in a way, kind of build him back up again. Maybe. I don't think he loses anything by losing to Jericho. Because all the times that he beat Jericho were because of BS stipulations. Mm -hmm. So he might as well have lost those matches anyway. He just didn't, and it helped his ratings. But I don't think he loses anything by losing. People hated him before. Mm -hmm. They'll continue to hate him. And they thought Jericho was better than him before. And now they have you know a little bit of something to rub in his face yeah but I don't think that necessarily helps MJF I just think it would have been more interesting or like you would have had more interesting things to do with him if he beat Jericho I I could have seen something you know like I said he Mm, having that having that win and basically having Jericho quit wrestling in AEW, you could have done so much more than, oh yeah, I tapped out. Now I gotta do something else. Or I gotta, you know, whatever. So, Logically, where do you see him? <sighs> without mentioning what happened on Dynamite? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Without, because again, I think that was really just to make people in Cincinnati happy. Yeah. Oh gosh! I don't, I, well, if I'm taking that, if I'm taking what happened in Dynamite out of the picture, I have no idea. I don't know what you do with them at this point. Somehow you got to build them back up again. You got to build them back up, and he has to get back to that, you know, that level that he was at. I mean, he just he just had a big loss to Jericho, so yep. now you've got to you've got some. Uh, damage control you got to do a little bit with them so it seems like they're building up for uh, mjf versus wardlow i thought we weren't well they've been having little teases about that you know for a while now i mean just little some remarks yeah and that may still be a year down the road yeah Yeah. which is fine i i I would rather that be the way that it is so i just thought of this I was, I was thinking about the uh, finish of that match to MJF and Jericho. Lay it on me. Um, so, what was it? Jer- or MJF hit Jericho with that bat, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, did he did he go into the pin after that? To pin Jericho, and that's when Jericho got his foot on the rope? Uh, I don't think so. Um, didn't he do the Judas effect? Yeah, he did the Judas effect. <clears throat> he, he hit him with a bat and did the Judas effect, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then, um, you know, then you know, Audrey didn't see the foot on the rope, so you know, thought MJF won, and then the ref came out and said MJF had his foot on the rope. Or Jericho had his foot on the rope, but you failed to mention anything about the baseball bat, though. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> he saw the foot on the yeah. rope, but he, yeah. you know. I saw the foot on the oh, rope. Yeah, <laughs> Disregard this, everything. Yeah, else. but the baseball bat. Uh uh-uh. oh. So that. Yeah, I don't yeah, allow it. That that kind of. Now that I think about that, that was kind of a little wonky. That's funny. Didn't think about yeah. that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that I mean that. Yeah, that's that's a whole different problem, you know, altogether, but. But I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens with MJF right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have kind of a, a dominating heel faction right now. Do which we? Is I haven't. Oh, I thought you meant. I thought you were talking about the Pinnacle. I was like, we haven't seen them in a while. Like, where are they hanging out at? <clears throat> but no, but I guess that's what I what I was getting at is you're like, okay, well, if if the scale is tipped in favor of the faces right now then maybe that leaves the door open for MJF. But really, that's not the case. It, the, the scale is tipped in favor of the heels, which is the elite. So, unfortunately, the pinnacle kind of waits on the back burner. So, I don't know what he what he gets involved in. Maybe, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe he can be, I don't know. Any way that I, I start to, to lean, I think, no, that wouldn't work, mm-hmm. you know? Um but I would like to see them establish him more. And I think that putting him with an established name would do that. So maybe it's MJF feuding with Christian. You know, Christian has nothing to lose since he just lost. But maybe he's going to do more with the Impact title. I don't know. So maybe that doesn't work. Yeah. But and, but that's kind of my thought process is that put him with more of an established name to get him over because ultimately the goal here is to prop up those homegrown names like MJF and Jungle Boy and Darby Allen. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I got it. MJF, Marco Stunt. Book it. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Dark elevation. <clears throat> dark, dark elevation. Okay. The last thing was Kenny Omega Christian. Now you didn't see this. I match. did not see this match. So this is um. So you tell me about this match. What what did you think about it? Yeah. So Kenny kind of did his his uh, usual thing. I don't want to say usual thing, but he did. He's done this before with his matches with Okada, where he sets up the table, teases the table, leaves the table alone, and then it gets used. You know, um, so good psychology with inanimate objects right but it seemed like his heat on Christian only happened because he had the tables so those people that have made complaints about them relying on the tables too much I really see merit with that because it's um, had the tables not happened you know I don't know that Kenny would have got heat on Christian. I mean, at least that's the perception. And maybe that's the idea they're going for since Christian beat him once before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, yeah, I mean, um, I would say like the heel heat for much of the match, there wasn't a lot of face fire. You know, like Christian was kind of dead <laughs> for most of the match. Mm-hmm. So, and then it ends up in a one-winged angel off the middle rope. Which was pretty cool. It was, yeah, they set it up well. Christian took it well, looked good. Overall, honestly, good match. But I, I see where people are saying they relied on those tables too much. Yeah. But it, I mean, like I said, it's good to see Christian going the way that he's going. I mean, it doesn't, it's, I don't know. I never really got into Christian when he was in TNA. I, I thought he was always just kind of phoning it in. Mm-hmm. I always thought that they were just like handing him the belt, like, oh, your name's Christian, here's the belt. Yeah. You don't really got to do much. Yeah. I feel like he's like truly working for it here in AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, and so overall, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good match. Yeah. So oh, good. Yeah, thanks. Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, some other things happened too. So. Yeah, which we talked about. Yeah. But so Dynamite happened 
and there, there was a little bit of fallout, but mostly it felt like they were just kind of kicking the can down the road, trying to capitalize on the momentum that they've created. Yeah. Yep. But one of the things they didn't do, or one of the things they did do outside of that was give you an idea of where they're going with CM Punk. Yeah. Um, that whole setup was a little awkward, I thought. Yeah, why would they do Taz standing up respectfully and being like, whatever you do, don't mention Team Taz. Yeah, and he was like... Punk was like, like, literally no one said Team Taz. And then he started saying, like, oh, you mentioned him in interviews, or Team Taz in interviews, and, like, I don't know if he did or not. I wasn't paying attention, but, I mean, even still, like, yeah. It was just... He meant... He mentioned Ricky Starks in an interview. Oh, Ricky Starks, yeah, but but that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, it was weird. They should have just being heels, being a heel faction. They should have just interrupted. It should have just been like, "Hey, screw you, pal. Just don't overlook us. We're the you know best in the uh, we're the we're the best, best in somewhere. AEW. You know, <laughs> yeah, we're the best in AEW, and you know, Darby's you know." Whatever I I don't know it could have been done so much better. Yeah, it could have been done so much better. Like I said, just I was left feeling kind of confused by it, and it just seemed really awkward. And just um, you know, initializing the feud, it was just yeah, it was just really sporadic. I thought, and it was yeah. just yeah, I don't know. But I mean, looks like eventually we'll get a match with. Punk and Starks, which, which will be cool to see. I really want to see Punk and Starks. Mostly, I want to see them trade. You know the mic. Mm-hmm. I think that would be so great to see and so good for Ricky Starks. Yeah. I don't want to see him against Powerhouse Hobbs. I don't want to see him against Hook. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, has Hook even done anything? He just no. walks around with Hobbs. Yeah, yeah, that's all he does is walks walks out with Hobbs. He's like a younger version of Sting. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I. Wow. Uh, yeah. So. Um. Malachi Black and Dustin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about this, yeah, this whole this thing. Big this kerfuffle whole thing. Of, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Malachi Black versus the Nightmare Family, which is your favorite feud. It's right not my now. favorite feud. No. Oh. No way. It's not my. No, it's not my favorite feud. I, when we were talking last night, I was like, you know, the whole reason is to he's doing this, or the way they're setting this up is because it's going to lead to a rematch with Cody. You know, yeah. It's not like I'm sitting there swinging off, you know, the balls of the nightmare family. (laughs) You know, like swaying back and forth on them, just like, oh my god, yes, it's perfect, it's perfect. But Uh, you know, one of my favorite things watching uh, Dynamite last night were the commercials for Roads to the Top. Uh huh. And they did a, you know, Roads to the Top episode where it's like behind the scenes of some of the some of the dynamite episodes of the past. Yeah. And it was when Cody and Anthony Agogo were doing the the weigh in. Yeah. <laughs> and Cody was like, you know, it was like a candid shot of Cody and he was like or I think big uh, Paul White was like, "Man, this this segment is a train wreck." <laughs> and Cody's like, oh, "I'm sorry guys, I thought it'd be better." <laughs> I like put that that whole like that little clip of that show put that in every way that Cody's booked himself yeah. in yeah. AEW so far. I thought he'd be better guys, <laughs> including this Malachi Black angle. Right. right. So I mean, so Malachi beat Dustin in a okay match. Is all right. I mean, a lot of a lot of mistimings. I think yeah. some forgetfulness. Yeah. yeah it, even the roundhouse looked like shit. <laughs> um, 
Malachi pulled out Cody's boot from under the ring and, you know, tried to get Dustin to sniff it. So that was that was the appearance from Cody to set up the rematch. (laughs) Cody's back, everybody. No, it was. I'm surprised it didn't get fireworks (laughs) or like a 10 minute entrance. Wrestling has more than I'm one surprised royal Brand- family. I'm surprised Brandy's high, you know, high heel wasn't next to it as well. So, <laughs> uh, um, what's this dog's name? Oh, I have no idea. Pharaoh. Pharaoh. That's Pharaoh. It. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so then, like late after the match, you know, Malachi beats Dustin, and later in the evening. <laughs> you know, just like all of a sudden, just like a graphic appears and like for the uh, show at Arthur Ashe Stadium and uh, like, oh, Cody's making his return to face Malachi Black at Arthur Ashe Stadium. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was like September 22nd, Queens, New York, Arthur Ashe Stadium, MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr., John Moxley versus whoever Kenta, yeah. <laughs> and also Malachi Black versus Cody. Okay, and back to yeah. you, Shivani. <laughs> it's like they slipped it in there. Somehow. They so, really did. It, they it knew. Just, they knew everyone was like, "What the fuck?" So <laughs> there's hardly a rematch with either Malachi or Cody coming face to face again at this point. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that just seems. Completely ass backwards, I think. I mean, you can do something, or Cody can do something where they at least come face to face at some point. I mean, what? That yeah, show's I mean, like two weeks away? Well, and they're filming Rampage, you know, last night. Yeah. Inst- so, I mean, you could have done something there. Yeah. And instead of just like, you know, making a big deal about, you know, having Cody come out and, you know, confront Malachi Black about all the things that he's been doing. They just, they flash a graphic, you know, <laughs> and just like, oh, Cody versus Malachi Black, you know. So that, that sucked, dude. <laughs> that kind of sucked. Uh, yeah, not a fan. Yeah. Um, uh, then, um, what, later on in the evening... We had uh, the elite come out to do yep. an interview with Tony Schiavone. Um, yep, Don Callis looks like a hydrated piece of beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you see, old Leatherface, you know, Callis. <laughs> God, like he, he's tan, dude. He's wearing a skin he's, suit. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a butcher's it. <laughs> Buffalo Bob Don Callis. <laughs> Buffalo Callis. <laughs> so, and you know the elite come out and um, what? That was probably one of the worst promos the by hell? Adam Cole what? I've ever heard. No, Adam Cole was the only good thing about that whole segment about no. you know that interview Adam- with the elite. I thought. I mean, Nick Jackson was pretty bad, but Adam Cole, I would thought, like, what did he even say? He just said words like, you're going to see how good Adam Cole is, baby, and then you'll see just how elite I am. What? And then he yelled. That doesn't even make any sense. And then he yelled at Tony Schiavone for hanging out with Britt. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that they did that on purpose. Oh, of course they did, yeah. I think that, yeah, because I think it was like, okay, how do we get Shivani to like, how do we get them separated? Like we need to, we need to establish that Britt Baker is a heel Mm -hmm. and we need to get Shivani off of her junk to be able to allow that to happen. And I think that was the way that they did it. Um, Young Bucks didn't seem pissed about losing the titles. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, um. According to Don Callis, they have a plan to get them back. Oh, okay. They got a plan. And then um, when he asked Nick to divulge the plan, 
they introduced Adam Cole. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they even made the statement that you know, the Young Bucks gave the you know, the fans like the greatest steel cage match of all time. Blah 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 blah, and then, um, then he said, "Oh, we're gonna get the titles back too." <laughs> I mean, it just seems like the way he was saying that it, it just made the Young Bucks sound like they're more concerned about putting on a good match instead of like losing the titles and how they're going to get them back. Hmm. Yeah. So, and you know. Yeah. I don't know. What the hell were they wearing? So that's the idea. That's the idea. Exactly. What the hell were they wearing? <laughs> the more important question is Brian Danielson comes yeah. out and he's saying, you know, this is this is what we do. You know, like you you claim you're the greatest of all time. Let's have a match. Mm-hmm. Kenny says that's not how it works around here, which I'm so thankful he said. Do you think that Brian Danielson starts at the bottom? You know, has a match with you Marco know, Stunt, yeah, or uh, <laughs> uh, Sunny Kiss. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you think that he does that and builds his record to have a match with Kenny Omega? Right. I mean, or do you think that he, you know, kind of breaks the mold a little bit? Like, I don't give a shit about number one contenders and number one ratings. I'm, I am the best wrestler in the world. You and I are going to wrestle. Well, then if that's the case, then they might as well just stop doing anything with, you know, their records or the ranking system. Yeah, no, you're right. So you do think that he will do that then? So I'm not saying I'm not saying will. I think he'll do that, but I mean, if they do go that route, then I mean that is the ramification, yeah. right? Because then every every single wrestler that doesn't get a title shot when they demand it has a leg to stand on. Yeah. Well, what the fuck? You give it to Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Adam Cole has a match with Frankie Kazarian next week, which. In any other decade, probably would be an incredible match. Yeah, but what has Kazarian done? Lately? Right. I mean, he, he. I think Kazarian. He, gets, he yeah. comes out and tries to. Uh, he just ends up getting beat up by the elite, right? Most of the time. Yeah, he's the elite hunter. Uh, he needs. Who gets. He's like the Brandon Cutler <laughs> of, of, <laughs> of faces. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I love Frankie Gazarian, and I thought at one time his he had a run in TNA where I was like, this dude might be the best wrestler on the planet, and I'm not I'm I mean that yeah like he's hella talented, and uh, I just I just think he's a little past his prime now, so it's like he and Christopher Daniels were perfect together, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So now it's just like ah I don't know yeah I mean no that's perfect he's he's the Brandon Cutler. Of you know yeah. the, that group of people that he's with, so yeah, um, horrible catch, catching elite members. I mean, I think mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. He needs like, to get I mean, a scope he's always there. So. <laughs> he's always there. Uh, it just very after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is the Elmer Fudd of hunters, <laughs> wrestling hunters. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um I don't know, that's all that's all I got. I think we we covered quite a bit, didn't we? We did. Actually, believe it or not, we did. I th- I didn't think we'd get a, get to all of it. Yeah. Um I mean, I mean there's WWE. I I did want to talk about Brock and Becky. Um Uh-huh. But we we you know, whatever. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll save that for next yeah, time. You know, for 2 weeks from now. So Next right, month, exactly. When we record. Two weeks from now, <laughs> yeah, when Lesnar's the champ yeah. <laughs> and Roman Reigns is is on injured reserve, yeah. um, they did they did sign Gable Stevenson. I saw um, that Olympic gold medalist. That. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, I'd like to see him have like a good career. Like I'd like to see him be the next Kurt Angle. I think that would be. I mean, that's lofty expectations because Kurt Angle is like a once in a lifetime talent. Yeah. But 
um, that would be something to aspire towards, you know? Mm -hmm. No, that'd definitely be pretty cool to see. I mean, (sighs) um, we'll spend more time on WWE when they do more interesting things. Well, we have the, uh, rebranding of NXT next week, right? Right, which consequently resulted in uh, Triple H having a heart <laughs> yeah, attack. Some sort of, you know, what, cardiac <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> so I'm sure it's yeah, good, whatever it's they came great. up with. Uh, no, I heard he he went in for some, like, minor surgery, you know, and, yeah. you know as a result of the yeah. rebranding of NXT. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. He became the Grinch. His heart is th- two sizes too yeah. small. <laughs> uh, but apparently he's okay, so that's cool. Yeah, which is yeah. good. Um, anything else you want to get to? Mm. Is that it? I mean, uh, I got to say this. Because I gotta, I gotta have a timestamp on it. Okay. Because lately, I you listen, Dylan. Honestly, it's getting really hard uh, being right all the time. Uh-huh. Um, I don't. You've probably never felt like this, but <laughs> um, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> my next prediction is this. Uh huh. <clears throat> oh God, I think I know. What, I know what they you're always come say. true. I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> they always come true. Um, because hey, I didn't have a timestamp on it. It wasn't recorded. We should have had it recorded. But I said Adam Cole is going to come out and cause res- the, the the outcome of the match. What, what and then match? Brian Danielson to come out. The the Kenny Omega Christian match. Oh okay. And I said, and then Brian Danielson's going to come out. Obviously, it didn't happen that way. But they were both debuted in the same night. So yeah. I, I was right. What? Which is good. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so the Malachi Black thing. <laughs> you knew that's where I was yeah, going. I knew that's where you're going. So Malachi Black's going to beat Cody handily. Or maybe not handily. Maybe it'll be like a knockdown, drag out, barn burner of a match. Mm-hmm. And Malachi Black either wins or loses. I don't I think that's immaterial. It doesn't matter either way. Whatever the outcome, after the after the fact, Malachi Black beats the holy hell out of Cody. Busts him open, makes him bloody, whatever. And then Buddy Matthews shows up. Mm-hmm. And they revive their feud. Buddy Matthews, Malachi Black. Book it. It's happening. You think I'm wrong? I'm not. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think it's funny that you think that I'm, I'm, I'm living in a fantasy land. Mm-hmm. You said that about Big E having a singles title run. It's I didn't happening. say that about Big, I, Big E, did I? Go back and listen to it. Right. Christmas episode, <laughs> season one, I said things I want for Christmas, a Big E singles title run. And you were like, in your dreams... Dummy, I think you said those exact things. I could be wrong. Just like that too, I'm right? Paraphrasing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> paraphrasing, but you said basically that. Okay. Oh, well, which obviously turned out to be wrong. Yeah. And then I said I wanted um, promotions to work together, mm-hmm. like AEW and New Japan or AEW and ROH. Mm-hmm. I was wrong about mo- both of those, but. Um, Two promotions did work together. One of them was AEW. Yeah. So, half right. Yeah. I mean, that's working out great. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Christian on Impact right. yet. You know, so the world champion doesn't even want to show up to, you know, their own promotion show. So. <laughs> He's like, where's this film? Toronto? Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. That's it. That's all yeah. I got. Well, I mean, like I told you earlier, you know, Buddy and Malachi will be a great feud for AEW Dark. You know, so. <laughs> Once he gets buried yeah, by Cody. Yeah, yeah. Cody's got to win, you know. <laughs> yeah. NWA power, here we come. Yeah. 
Speaking of which, I gotta get back into NWA Power. I haven't watched it in a while. We do. Who's the new champ? Uh, Trevor Murdoch. Trevor Murdoch yeah. beat Nick Aldis. What's next for Nick Aldis? I think that's a that's a good good conversation for next week. I think so. We'll we'll book it for next week. So book yeah. it. I will also listen, Dylan. We're kind of short on cash, so is a hot dog gonna work again? Uh, hot dog and a glass of lemonade, if you can do that. I already promised lemonade to someone else. Got to sweeten the deal somehow. So, well, yep, we'll yeah. work on it. We'll see. You know, we'll see what the, we'll see what the turnout is. All right, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that's it. Get out of here. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay tuned next week when we get just one step closer to me being right again. Or recording in person as well. Oh, yeah, that too. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. See ya. Bye.